0: Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real P.O.S.?
0: News: Hunter Biden has been indicted by David Weiss, a special counsel, and this is really an unbelievable situation. So, let me just run this by you quickly. All right, so um, the Associated Press article about this is gibberish. Um, It doesn't make any sense. They don't know what they're doing, they don't care. But Reuters puts out uh, uh, an article that's just unbelievable. So, Hunter Biden has been indicted on felony gun charges. Okay, today, just before we came on the air, Reuters says this, quote, the younger Biden for years has been the focus of unrelenting attacks by Trump and his Republican allies. This is the article. It's all about Trump, not under Biden. It's so corrupt. These are the wire services that go out to every newspaper. So ABC News on its website had honest coverage. Okay, and I'm going to read you a little bit about it that. Um, So it says the lead article in ABC News, President Biden's son, Hunter Biden has been indicted by special counsel, David Weiss on felony gun charges. Okay. That's the lead. And ABC News and bring in Trump doesn't bling at all. It's other garbage. Okay. So the younger Biden has been charged with one count of false statement and purchase of a firearm, one count of false statement related to information acquired to be kept by federal firearms licensed dealers, one count kind of possession of a firearm by a person is an unlawful user or addicted to a control substance. And that's it. It's felony. Okay. Pretty much the same charge that was thrown out by the judge earlier this summer uh, in what was an unbelievable attempt to subvert justice. So Hunter Biden has now got to answer felony gun charges. So what does this mean? It means that the special counsel, David Weiss, who's doesn't care about this at all. It took him five years to get here, okay? Come on. Um, he's veering away from the income tax stuff, the money stuff from abroad, because that involves, allegedly, the president. He's into the gun thing solely because that, I mean, they knew not have anything new with Joe Biden. That's number one, the overarching. That's why this is happening. Now, Weiss down the road could bring and almost has to bring tax evasion charges against Hunter Biden. But he wants to kind of play those down, maybe a misdemeanor, you know. So we'll do the felony gun charge. Now, Hunter Biden will plead guilty on this charge. He can't defend it. He did it. All right. And he won't do prison time, probation. Community service may pay a fine. That is a guy in California will pay for him. It's the same old fixes in business. So this is the overarch of this. But the more important story today is the corruption of the media. So I was going to do a montage today, but I said, why bother? Everybody knows this about how many people on television said the following words. There is no evidence linking President Biden to his son, Hunter. How many times have you heard that? I've heard it at least a thousand times. Uh, and it's just, it's, that's the orders that went out to the leftist media and they carried them out to a T. I did a radio commentary today. I basically said, look, Fox News paid $800 million in legal settlements for defrauding the public by allowing people to come on FNC and say that Dominion voting machines were corrupt when the company knew they were not corrupted. Simple. And they know that by emails and all that stuff. This is the same thing. The media knows that there's enough evidence linking Joe Biden to his family finances. Now, we don't know whether Biden himself took money. We do know that he enabled his brother and his son to earn money from foreign countries in return for doing nothing. And in Ukraine, Joe Biden may have gotten involved by forcing a Ukrainian prosecutor to be removed from office by threats. So everybody who's honest, and that lets out 80% of the media, knows that's true. Yet the media over and over and over, no evidence, no evidence, no evidence, no evidence. And you're just sitting there and go, look, we know you're lying, but the media doesn't care. It doesn't care whether you and I know it's lying. They still make money, that's all I want to do. Now, I want to be very precise here. The dominion thing is worse in the sense that you had an election, presidential election, that was being questioned by millions of Americans. Still to this day, millions of Americans believe that election was fraudulent. That's huge. This is a couple of steps down, but it's still big because if a sitting vice president committed this kind of corruption, and it looks like he did by using his power to enrich his family, you don't say there's no evidence because that's a lie. So I know that almost everybody listening and watching me right this moment understands what I'm saying, which is why you are here and not consuming the mainstream corporate media, because they will lie to you every day in every way. I will not. So again, let's recap. Hunter Biden charged with felony gun uh, crimes. He will plea out there's no way he's taking it to trial. I don't know whether Weiss, the special counsel who's in the bag, no doubt he is, not an independent counsel. Merrick Garland's in the bag. They're, they're all the fixes it. Okay. Whether he almost has to bring separate tax evasion charges, but, you know, who knows what they're going to do. In California, there is a revolt against the state. Okay, so Six school districts led by Chino Valley, which is a suburb of Los Angeles, have now passed resolutions that say if a child in a California school district, there are six of them, tries to change his or her gender by using different locker rooms, different bathrooms, different names, whatever it may be, parents have to be alerted. Very simple. So six districts in California passed it. The attorney general there, Rob Bonta, crazy left progressive, has sued the Chino Valley District. And a judge, Thomas Garza, has temporarily suspended the order to tell the parents. Now, all of this, uh, when it gets into the federal courts, is going to the parents have a right to know what their children are doing in public schools. That's what it comes down to. And so all of this is gonna be thrown out, but the progressives hate this. Why do they hate this so much? Why do they want to erode parental authority? I spoke about it on NewsNation, go. So now we have the secular progressives almost solely driving this. Independent and conservative Americans, they don't want any part of this. And if you understand the societies in uh, the Soviet Union, in Red China, Cuba, they want the uh, state to have the ultimate authority over children, not the parents. Stalin and Mao encouraged students to inform on their parents, to uh, tell the government their parents were dissenters or whatever. So that's what's happening in America. You got the progressive left that doesn't trust Uh, particularly to traditional parents, to raise their kids. And they're using this LGBT um, trend in school um, to try to give more power to the school and less to the parents. That's exactly what's happening. By the way, I'll be on News Nation tonight with Cuomo talking about the uh, impeachment inquiry about uh,
1: Joe Biden. This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
0: So we looked around for a guest to uh, try to put this gender stuff into some kind of perspective, and we don't want ideologues, okay? We don't, we don't do that here. It's just boring. And one of the problems with cable news is when you turn on a certain show, you know what the guests are gonna already say and the host is already gonna say it, we don't want that. So we selected a, a young woman of distinction uh, named Riley Gaines, you have heard the name, She was on the University of Kentucky swim team, nominated. um, She was actually um, the Diving Scholar Athlete of the Year in 2022. And she objects to competing against um, people born male. And uh, she joins us now. She's the director of the Riley Gaines Center at the Leadership Institute. So do you disagree with my analysis of why this gender thing is suddenly exploded in this country.
3: No, you're entirely correct. Um, as you mentioned, look at China, look at Russia, look at Germany, Cuba, Venezuela, Brazil, North Korea. It's the exact same tactics. Have a conversation with people who, who have fleed those countries and see what they say. See what they say about where we're at, about the The changing of the language that we use, uh, as you said, and I I think it's been pretty apparent, we have a Biden appointee, Rachel Levine, who now refers to women as egg producers because apparently woman is way too controversial. So if you look at all the the different pieces, let's lay them out. The changing of the language, the denying of objective truth, biological reality, the silencing, which I know firsthand um, because I, I was silenced. Really, we were emotionally blackmailed. I I think the best word to describe the silencing that we as female athletes face in regards to keeping us quiet about not wanting to participate against men, the best way to describe it is criminal. Okay, Um, let me, me,
0: I want to refresh people's memories about your story. How long ago was it when you first competed against someone who was born a male in the pool how long ago
3: it was in march of 2022 so about okay. a year and a half ago
0: so that's recent all right so when you saw that happen you brought it your objection to the attention of whom
3: um i made it pretty public uh all season i talked amongst my teammates and my coaches and my parents and and my competitors, and we all agreed. uh, We were all on the same page, yet we were kind of whispering about it. We were kind of walking on eggshells talking about it. And so after really directly facing the injustice at that national championships, um, competing against Leah Thomas, who let me just say, a six foot four fully intact man, who we were also forced to undress in front of, who competed three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania, ranking 462nd, at best to then, of course, to no one's surprise, winning a national title when competing against the women. Um, After we tied, Thomas and I, we had tied um, at this meet and we go behind the awards podium and the official looks at both Thomas and myself and says, great job, but you guys tied. And we only have one trophy. So we're gonna give this trophy to Leah. And of course there was a lot of feelings but when I asked the question that no one dared ask all season of why, you know, I know we tied, I know we don't necessarily account for ties, but why are you giving this trophy to Thomas? The official looked at me and said, well, we've been advised when pictures are being taken, Leah has to have the trophy.
0: Okay, but who and was so that's behind what all... trusted me. Who do you think, Ms. Gaines, was behind all of this? There had to be... Look, it never happened when I was competing in college athletics. It just never happened until a short time ago in history maybe two or three years ago. Who is behind all this?
3: I don't know if it's as much as a who as it is a what. What I think is behind all this, I, I think, of course, because it's not limited to just one who. Of course, the NCAA was the culprit here, um, right. but it's, it's so much bigger than that. It's corporate America, it's media, it's churches, it's academia, it's extended far beyond the who, but I think the what, why this is happening, Is they're following the money um these these large governing bodies and again corporations they don't follow red or blue they follow green um the esg scores federal funding all of these different things people are terrified of losing that so they'll throw their moral compass entirely out of the window and i know these people know this is wrong because they've admitted it even the president of the ncaa himself publicly he released a statement saying and i remember it word for word because i find it comical he said i unequivocally stand in my decision to allow Leah Thomas to swim with the women because it's based in evolving science. But privately, Mark Emmert, who has now stepped down, has the audacity to tell me to keep going and keep fighting, keep pushing. These men, and I say men because most of these people in these positions are men, but it's not limited to just men. They're cowards. They're spineless and they have no backbone. And ultimately it's become It's gotten to the point where we as women have become collateral damage in the process.
0: All right. I think you're right about that. I think there's another uh, tailwind on it that the politically correct atmosphere on most college campuses, and you were competing at the college level, is far left. And so any kind of politically correct virtue seeking, got to give the trans people everything or whatever, that's going to take deep root. Final question. And you're a young woman. And, and once again, I want to uh, promote Riley Gaines Center at the Leadership Institute. You can get it at Riley Gaines Center, one word, dot uh, org. Now it's filtered down to the children. Now, seven or eight year old kids who may be unhappy or getting bullied or whatever, go, well, I don't want to be a girl. I want to be a boy. I mean, which is insane. But kids will do that when they hear all and see all of this kind of crazy stuff. Do you see this as a real danger?
3: I certainly do think it's a real danger, um, not even necessarily because of what, what it is, uh, because we're denying truth. And as, as you mentioned in your intro, um, which you said off camera might bore me, I, I think it's incredibly interesting. Um, that's a pretty chilling thought. When we start to deny objective truth, it's pretty Orwellian actually it's as if they're trying to make us say 2 plus 2 is 5 and we know 2 plus 2 is not 5 but so many people are adhering and keep in mind this is the most basic of truths man and woman boy and girl mother and father male versus female it's the most basic of truths it's the essence of humanity it's how we're all here and they're asking us to deny that they themselves are denying it the people no, leading they this are.
0: country you haven't seen anything yet Wait till this AI stuff comes in. Oh, well, we wish you the best, Miss Gaines. Thank you very much for speaking out and being courageous and putting your point uh, in front of the nation. And we appreciate you uh, helping us out tonight.
2: Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Let's take a look at the overall uh, geopolitical uh, situation right now. I'm bringing a guy who knows what he's doing. Uh, his name is Douglas London. He's a former CIA officer for many years. Currently, he's a professor at Georgetown University School of Foreign Service, a fine school. Uh, he is the author of the book, The Recruiter, Spying and the Lost Art of American Intelligence. So he knows what he's doing. All right, first of all, uh, the Jihad, as I said, has been downgraded. Uh, they're active in Africa. Um, and in the Middle East somewhere, how would you calibrate their strength?
4: Bill, I think you 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 hit the nail on the head by using the word downgraded or degraded. The United States pursued a strategy of leadership decapitation that I know is well illustrated in your book, going after the core leadership and logistics hubs and such to make it more difficult for these groups as centralized organizations to pose a threat. But at the same time, that strategy led to a decentralization of the threat. So we saw the rise of the Islamic State. We see Al-Qaeda morphing into various affiliates. So I think as you depict correctly, the threat of a 9-11 type attack on the United States is much less than it was and much less than it's ever been. But I think we see the rise in smaller scale attacks by both Islamic State and its affiliates as well as Al-Qaeda. Recently, we saw the news from Philadelphia in mid-August of a teenager, apparently, who was planning an attack, uh, undescribed, but that would involve various explosives and and a number of weapons, and he was in touch with one of these Al-Qaeda affiliates back in Syria. So downgraded, degraded, yes. Uh, uh, Absent, unfortunately not. And it'll never be.
0: Uh, You were at the CIA when the Patriot Act was passed and um, the CIA uh, was very effective in uh, listening to calls made to foreign locations, particularly the hot locations. There was a segment of the American public, and there is now, hates the Patriot Act, thinks it's uh, intrusive, it violates privacy and all of that. But from my research, the ability to monitor through drones and everything else, the communications worldwide among the jihadist core is really what led to a lot of victories over them. Am I wrong?
4: Well, you're right, Bill. In fact, it's absolutely essential. And there's a debate right now about Section 702 in terms of bulk collection and what U.S. intel and law enforcement can listen to. But again, uh, circling back to this individual in Philadelphia, that was all over cyber. It was the ability of the U.S. intel community and the Bureau to identify his communications with this al-Qaeda affiliate. And that wouldn't have happened without the Patriot Act and without Section 702. Okay.
0: Let's look at Afghanistan for a second. I mean, Taliban take over, al-Qaeda reconstitutes a little bit in that country. Uh, What do you think about what's going on over there? The Taliban has its own
4: interpretation of the accord with the United States, which diverges from ours which allows them to be a lot more supportive to al-Qaeda and its various partner groups than we would like or that we thought they were going to be. Uh, the Taliban provides sanctuary not only to al-Qaeda, but variously 17 to 23 affiliate groups and partner organizations. And back in the CIA, we looked at partner organizations, even though they weren't necessarily al-Qaeda franchises, they were Kashmiri militant groups, they were Central Asian groups that cooperated and collaborated with al-Qaeda. Those groups are receiving sanctuary in Afghanistan, and while you might be able to say, as the United States administration does, that those groups themselves might not be capable of directing an attack against the United States, they provide the strategic direction to their affiliates and partner organizations who would carry these attacks, and they also are able to fundraise, manage, and recruit under the Taliban's protection. So it continues to pose a problem for us, but also the various neighbors in that
0: very volatile region. What about Pakistan's Secret Service? Um, are they sympathetic to the jihad as they were at one time?
4: They have a great deal of problems from getting what they wished for, which was a U.S. loss and expulsion from the area. The Taliban has given sanctuary to their number one threat, which is the Taliban Pakistan, a group of various Pakistani Afghan tribes that cross the border that don't really believe they're Afghan or Pakistan that have been undertaking the majority of the attacks against Pakistan and destabilizing the country at a very difficult time. And relations between the Taliban and Pakistan are very tense after two decades of Pakistani support to their operations against the United States' presence on the ground.
0: How about Iran? Is Iran now uh, a sanctuary for the jihad? Iran continues, as best I could tell, from
4: open source information to host various groups such as Al-Qaeda, but their nemesis uh, is shared with us as being the Islamic State, whose interests are untypical to, to theirs. But they continue to provide sanctuary to Al-Qaeda, but also, obviously, they're providing support to their proxy Hezbollah in Lebanon and right. the various Shia militant organizations in Iraq.
0: Um, in Iraq, the uh, western part of the country was where the ISIS people based. They were the most vicious after the uh, Iraq war. Uh, Trump went in put a hurt on them, but they're still there, and in northern Syria as well. Is that correct?
4: They're definitely there, and uh, our ability to maintain counter-terrorist pressure has really been the key to preventing them from going on the offensive. They're certainly taking advantage of less pressure, both in northwest Syria as well as across the region, to try to reconstitute. We see it in some of the prisons where, or detainee camps where they're recruiting and fundraising. So it's something we can't be
0: complacent about. And what about Turkey? Do they cooperate against ISIS?
4: Well, yes and no. Uh, ISIS represents a definite threat, one we share, but they have a difference of opinion about some of their partners. We partner with some of the Kurdish groups uh, against which the Turks have various issues and they've been at war with for for many decades. And that does cause some friction between the greater ISIS coalition that continues to operate in that region.
0: But not too many ISIS are in Turkey. Turkey doesn't want them there, correct?
4: No, Turkey certainly doesn't want to host ISIS or al-Qaeda, for that matter. They are definitely partners in that, but sort of a different approach to how they're prosecuting the threat.
0: And finally, the southern border, as I gave you the stats, do you see that as a danger to the USA right now?
4: Well, Bill, I don't share your uh, perspective in terms of jihad and terrorism. Um, I'll stay away from the other partisan issues about immigration overall. But over my career at the agency, we kept a close eye on the transit of potential terrorists among
0: these various groups. And we didn't really see it as a, as a major issue. Okay. But now with the uh, volume of human beings screaming across that border and the stats from the border patrol that these people were found on a terror watch list going up pretty uh, dramatically. um, Do you think the agency is down there in any force watching what's going on? I know you're speculating because you're, teaching now, but to me, the open border, I mean, that's something you got to take seriously.
4: Well, the CIA has an excellent relationship with the rest of the U.S. intel community, as well as law enforcement, including TSA. And we, we very actively exchange information and expertise and such like that, which is one of the reasons why I'm a little bit encouraged that there has not been that problem. We certainly always worry about it. Keep a close eye. The Millennium Bomber came across the Canadian border, as you'll remember, Bill, so many years ago. So it's something we do pay attention to or did under my time. But again, we had not seen terrorist groups able to exploit any vulnerabilities in great effect over the course of my career. And, and right now, again, I'm not. That hasn't happened. And that, at you
0: do. That's fair. It has not happened, been traced back, but uh, the numbers are growing. Hey, Professor, very good. Thank you very much for your expertise. We really appreciate it. The book, again, is The Recruiter, Spying and the Lost Art of American Intelligence. Thanks again, Professor. Impeachment inquiry. So, as we reported, uh, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy told Breitbart he would hold a vote on whether there should be an inquiry, and he has not held the vote. McCarthy has not done it. So, CNN, all over that, Manu Rajay, go. But you told Breitbart well, are you 12 days ago that you had a vote, so what changed?
5: The you know what's interesting to
4: me? You were a reporter for CNN, correct? Yes. I just laid out to you a lot of allegations based upon the American. I'm just asking like about your words. Why did you change your words? Okay, well let, let me you? let me answer your question because I've answered it every single day, and you could answer me every single day.
0: Nancy Pelosi changed the president of this house. That is true. However, McCarthy said he would hold the vote, so he should hold the vote. So here's what Pelosi did. First impeachment, remember that call to uh, Ukraine? Okay. She had a vote on whether there should be an impeachment inquiry five weeks after she ordered the inquiry. Five weeks after. The second impeachment on January 6th, there was no vote. So McCarthy rightly says, hey, that's what Nancy Pelosi did as Speaker of the House. But the Republicans should hold the vote. Higher ground. Vivek Ramaswamy, he's going to be here Tuesday, September 19th. Epic, as the kids say. So he wants to do away with the FBI, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, U.S. Department of Ed, Nuclear Regulatory Commission, and the USDA's Food and Nutrition Services. He doesn't want Congress to vote them out. He wants to executive order them out when he's elected president. So those five agencies are gone. That's what he says. Okay, he called a website Semaphore, S-E-M-A-F-O-R. Pretty good. Pretty good. He told them he wants them out. Okay? Because he's going to reduce, he says, when he's elected, the size of the federal government by 75%. That's never going to happen. I think you could get it down 40%, 75%. But anyway, Ramaswamy here next Tuesday, September 19th. U.S. crude prices top 90 bucks a barrel for the first time since November 22. That means we'll all be paying more for gas this fall. Uh, average price now three dollars. 86 we will be up to four and a quarter by Thanksgiving. Just plan ahead. OK, now, why is this happening? So the U.S. is pumping a record amount of oil. Um right now so that that is true and the Biden administration says that all the time so the stats are about 13 million barrels of oil every day is pumped out of the ground in America however much of that oil um, I can't put a stat on it but a lot of it is going to Europe though we're exporting the oil because Europe doesn't have Russian oil anymore And those people have to heat their and cool their houses. So, yeah, we're uh, pumping more than ever before, but we're sending it abroad because of Putin's war. In the meantime, OPEC has cut production because they want to drive artificially the prices up. OPEC has been villainous forever. They're villains. (laughs) Okay, that's it. They don't care about the world, how much money you couldn't possibly spend all the money you have. You corrupt shakes to give the world a break. No. Why would they do that? And then uh, Biden has slapped a lot of regulations on uh, the marketing and production of oil in refineries and things like that, which makes more expensive. And that's why we're up. Got it? Everybody got it? Okay.
5: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
0: U.S. border. The International Organization for Migration, IOM, part of the United Nations, reports that the Mexican border is the deadliest migrant land route in the world. This agency says 686 migrants were killed or disappeared last year. Way more than that. Was way more than that. Why? Because the drug and people smuggling cartels control the border from Brownsville to Tijuana, San Diego sector. That's why. So you walk up to that border, there's a guy with a gun, gonna abuse you, gonna do whatever he wants to do, extort you, rape you, whatever, kill you. Cartels are there, no one controls them, they run Mexico which is why I'll never go to Mexico again in my lifetime ever going to a corrupt country like Mexico. Why would I do that? Beautiful country. I've been most parts of it not going again, not afraid. It's just that I don't want to get my money a corrupt country. So anyway, the Biden administration, opened borders, it's humane. How many times have we heard that? Oh, oh, it's humane. And Trump is so mean, even though Trump cut this migrant thing down um, 80 percent with the Remain of Mexico policy. Oh, no, no. We're humane. You're humane having all these people killed and raped at the border. Even the U.N. says it's happening. Is that humane? And I'm not even getting into the narcotics flow. Massive across the border and the fact that American taxpayers taxed up to here have to pay for the migrants. But it's humane. And you uh, clerics out there who are peddling that in your churches, and I know who you are, you ought to rethink that. Donald Trump. He's in Iowa yesterday or on Saturday and goes to the Iowa Iowa State football game. Go. Okay, so there were boos and cheers, as you would expect,
1: right? Here's what the lefty said, go. Both Trump and DeSantis, they attended yesterday's Iowa-Iowa State game. Trump met with a decidedly mixed reception. Interesting, some cheers, also some boos, some obscene gestures
0: from the stands. Okay, now NBC has ordered, I understand, their commentators on MSNBC to say that Trump got a mixed reception. NBC's, believe me when I tell you, they know, okay, every survey shows they are the most left wing of the three networks. And they're trying to pull back a little bit. Not going to be successful. You can't run a propaganda network like MSNBC and say you're a legitimate news agency. You can't. It's possible. Anyway, just imagine if President Biden showed up at the Iowa-Iowa State game. to you have a few booze? I think you might. Uh, I wrote a column on this uh, subject called The Sting. Remember the Robert Redford, Paul Newman movie? It is posted on BillOReilly.com. Sunday column, The Sting. I hope you will read it. All right, here's a story you will hear nowhere else, which is why you watch and listen to the No Spin News. So George Soros Group, you know, uh, pumps uh, millions of dollars into left wing causes. In August, the group, all right, the Center for Economic Policy Research, uh, sent the following congresspeople, all ardent progressives, to South America. Congressman Frost, Ocasio Cortez, Cesar, Velasquez, Castro. They went down to Chile, Colombia, and Brazil, all on Soros' dime. Soros paid $61,000 to send those people down there. Ocasio Cortez got more than $8,000 on the trip because she brought her boyfriend. She didn't want to be lonely. Okay, now is this legal? Yes, it's legal. So, if a congressperson takes a trip paid for by a political action committee, they have to file a primary trip sponsor form and give it to the House Ethics Committee. They have to receive approval from that committee those people did. But it's important that Soros now is funding far left American politicians to go down to these countries. All right, here is the final thought of the day. So I'm walking down a sidewalk in my town on Long Island, right? And a woman backs out, big SUV, and this close, talk about sudden disasters. And I jump back, I still have my hockey goalie reflexes, I couldn't believe it. Okay, number one, she's illegally parked. Number two, I'm on the sidewalk, and so I go, "Hey, what are you doing?" And she got the big screen. You know, you don't even have to turn your head anymore to look back. You look at the screen, and the screen's got you covered. You don't even bother doing that. And I said, what are you doing?" You, you know, almost hit me. You know what she says? It's, God's honest truth. You should have seen. My taillights go on. What? So, this is a narcissist. Right away, I knew it. So, the definition of a narcissist is a person who is extremely self centered with an exaggerated sense of self importance. Okay. Um, But here's a better definition of a narcissist someone who never admits a mistake under any circumstances it's all somebody else's fault so immediately i knew that this woman mid to late 30s urchin in the back seat so i i tempered it i should have seen the tail lights i'm walking on the sidewalk you're illegally parked no no, I'm the, I'm the problem. If I had been hit by her and had two broken legs in the hospital, it would have been my fault. Not hers. No. How many people you know like that? Come on, be honest. How many people do you know who will never admit a mistake? Run. I hope you're not married to one. Thank you for watching and listening on the radio to the No Spin News. We'll see you on Monday